Welcome back to the Parenting Podcast, your trusted companion on the winding road of parenthood. I'm Cheryl Lang, your host, and today we're delving into an important topic, no matter what your stage in parenting, self-care. Join us as we navigate the nuanced dance between nurturing ourselves and caring for our families, exploring the distinctions between prioritizing healthy self-care and the pitfalls of actual or perceived selfishness. Throughout our conversation, we'll draw from our own experiences and challenges as we uncover strategies for finding balance and understanding amidst the tapestry of regular, real family life. So, whether you're tackling household chores, commuting to work, or stealing a moment of quiet, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. How are y'all doing today? Good. I'm yeah. Good. Well, it's but such a gorgeous day. I know. I think I'm solar powered because yeah. the sun comes out. Yes. I'm yes. like, oh, life again. I know. Just sunshine. Yes. And warm. And warm. Yes. Both. Yes. I mean, in the middle yes. of winter, that's yeah. like. Thank you. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I went for a good walk yesterday and yeah, the geese and ducks were out and people were out. Yes. I was like, yes, let's just keep this up. Yeah. And it felt good. I actually went for a walk and I got sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right. So, you know, we've been doing this series on parental burnout. Yeah. And so I have something here and I feel like, oh, I haven't let y'all look at it. I feel like, like, you know, magicians when they call people up on the stage and they say, I haven't prepped you, right? Right. <laughs> okay, so I haven't shown this to you, and it's just a little something. It's some wall art, and I haven't turned around to show it to you. Um, I like bargains, uh-huh. and so one of the things I like to do, I like to go to thrift stores and wander around and see are there any fun little finds. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't like no, it, but no. that's fine. Yeah. I'm agreeing that you like right. it. <laughs> I, I, I do. I love a good find. Well, and then I've even run into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. The and then I brag about how cheap I get stuff. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Last week we were talking on the whole burnout thing. And one of the phrases we said is that we should be the normalizing imperfection. Yeah. Yes. And so I'd been thinking about that. And so when I walked in, I saw this little wall art. At half price. <laughs> so it was cheap anyway. From the thrift store, yes. I guess. Yeah. And so, I just grinned because this is exactly what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is it. So one of you read out loud and talk about it. Beautiful things are never perfect. That's really good. I love good. it. Yeah. Isn't that that is that. good. Yeah. What we yeah. talked about. Yeah. Yes. It's so good. And, and it's so, so true. Some of the beauty is found in the hard hardships of getting there. Well, I mean, it really is true because since I got it, I've been having them on the counter to look at it. Mm-hmm. And see, Ellen, you're an artist. And not being an artist, what I thought is that artists did everything perfectly. Mm. No. And so <laughs> that would be mechanical reproduction off my right. computer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so personally, I love uh, Impressionism. And impressionism is anything but perfect. Right. It's the blend and the feel of things. And I wish this philosophy had been in my life, yeah. particularly as a parent. Well, and and the true art is not necessarily in the finished product either. Oh, it's right. in the process of the mistakes yes. and learning from that. And 
figuring out new things yeah. that you didn't know you could do. I'm not I'm not the artist Ellen is, but I'm just in other things like right. baking and yeah. you know trial and error yeah. is is kind of a neat thing. For every line you draw, that's adding to how much better you'll be for the next line. Wow. But you have to make a lot of lines before you can draw something. Yeah. Wow. And I can remember just doing that. An artist had told me just do perfect lines and perfect circles for your morning exercise every day. And mm. it sounds simple, but it's not that simple. Right. And see, and I remember your notebooks when you were doing that. Yeah. And, but I love how this applies to real life. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that we're just doing it over right. and over for the long haul, not just right now, how I, can I do this perfectly? Right. right. But it's, it's a, process. a process. Yeah. It's a process, right. not an arrival. Right. And I thought, particularly in my parenting, in my young adult life, that it was a rival. Mm-hmm. Right. And That's I didn't true. know, like you're saying, art, yeah. it's a long process. Right. And well, there's a start, but there's never a finish. Because mm. it's just still going back to the analogy of art. You know, as an artist, you just keep growing and well, working and working right. until the day you die. And in a sense, it's kind of you're still parenting. You know, Cheryl, you and I are a little older. We're still parents mm. of our adult kids, and they still think of us as their parents. And well, and as a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, <laughs> I am growing all the time. And yeah. I want to be able to say I'm not the same person I was six months right. ago. Right. You know, I want to continue to develop yes. because I kind of have this picture. It's okay to be imperfect and that it's all right. process. Right. I just want that process to keep on going. Well, and when we're learning in front of our kids, they're learning mm, yes. how to learn. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're learning how to receive their own mistakes and their own imperfections and how to process through that yes. and overcome or not overcome yeah. and learn to compensate. And, you know, I think we talked about last week, maybe it was off mic, but just every season of life, you're learning right. new things, yes. regardless right. of if you're 20 or yeah. 70 or 90. Yeah. You know, you're still learning that season of life. So there, it's silly to think that we would have it all together when the first baby's put in our arms. <laughs> That's very true. Or well, the you last know, one leaves the door. Yes, I yes. And I remember my friends, a couple of them said to me, I can't believe that you post some of that art because it's not very good. Let's they, talk about these friends. They, did, they didn't say it that harshly, yeah. but that's what they were saying. Uh-huh. And I understood what they were saying. I said, yeah, I'm doing it on purpose because I want to have my friends see how I'm improving. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yes. And that was being brave enough to put up. Of course, I knew that wasn't very good, but being brave enough to put that out there so that in another month they could see I was working on the same thing, but it's a it's a month down the road. Right. Have you guys heard the talk about the guy who practiced failure? Yeah. <laughs> he set out with a hundred things to do in a year or something like this. I might be botching the story a little bit, but like one of them was to go and ask for a burger refill refill. Like when he finished his food, he went up and asked if he could get a refill on his burger. Things that were ridiculous yeah. that he knew he would be rejected on yeah. so that he could become accustomed to the rejection to diffuse the fear yeah. of failing. That's I thought that was wild. brilliant. Well, and what I'm listening to you, Ellen, because I remember you told me that's what you're doing with her art and yeah. so much better. And to watch you right. just personally in that. But the humility of that, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. willing to embrace your imperfection. And then working right. hard to grow, not to become perfect, right. no. but just to grow in all aspects, I you know, that. and yeah. that it permeates everything. You know, embrace our failures. Mm-hmm. I don't seek out failure. I'm not quite that mature. Right, right. Uh, but, but it also is a bridge to people. Yes. Because when people don't feel like yeah. 
you're trying to be perfect or they look at you like perfect. Because I can remember friends, especially when I was younger, thinking I did everything right. Mm. And I said, well, just ask my kids, <laughs> you know. But they looked on the outside and saw what they wanted to see. Yeah. And maybe I projected that, too, because that's just kind of my personality. Oh, everything's great. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and so it comes across that way. But it's important that people see who you really are so that they can be encouraged, too. Here's my early art. It's gotten better, but I have such a long way to go. Right. And a, a bridge, you say bridge to people, it's a bridge to our kids. Yeah, too. yeah it's very good. And yeah. I, I heard a mom recently say that she had picked up her phone while she was driving to maybe look at the map or something. And one of her kids piped up and said, Mommy, you're not supposed to look at your phone while you're driving. <laughs> and she said, you are absolutely right. That was wrong of me. And I thought, what a great thing yeah. to yeah. do to confess to your children. Yes. And she said, you can tell me that anytime. You're welcome to, to yeah. correct Mommy on things wow. like that anytime. And that's, I think that opens a bridge yes. with our kids of communication. Yeah, but like we said before, what is the root behind these wise things? It's humility. Right. Being humble enough. Because the flip side is most of us work out of pride, yes. whether we want to admit it or not or know that we do or not. So true. <laughs> okay, and this sort of blends into what I thought we could talk about today, because we've been talking about the struggle of burnout and what we do, and we've touched on self-care. And so I had a question that came to us, and I, th I thought if we could f kind of follow up on this, um, and it was, okay, you've been talking about self-care. So my question is, what is the difference from the meism culture and what really good self-care is? Mm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. those lines can get really blurred. They yeah. sure can. The whole selfie culture of me, I yeah, need this. I need this, yeah. You know, all of that. So what do y'all think? How can we look at a healthy self-care mm -hmm. for the parents and our listeners and us um, versus selfish meism? Right. We'll talk about an imperfection or mistake I made. I, I definitely drifted to the end of martyred motherhood. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was better for me to never leave my children, never. Not that I didn't leave them, but to, I felt the sense of abandonment every right. time I would leave them yep, or so every time I would do something yeah. for myself. And so it took a lot of you know, mental work to get to yes. a space to do anything. And I, then afterwards, I felt so much guilt for it. And I didn't understand that the self-care is not selfish right. mindset. It did all seem frivolous and self-indulgent and self-focused, even to the point of like exercise and, yes. and things that were good right. for me yep. that I knew were good. But, it but felt it's taking wrong. time away from yes. what you perceive you should be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember when I used to um, my friends encouraged me to take a Mother's Day out Um so I took every Thursday out, and the, the church offered a Mother's yeah. Day Out program, and I would go back to the house and work mm -hmm. until one of my older friends said, what are you doing? That's your day. You're supposed to go do something that you want to do. Don't go back and clean your house. Don't go back and do your chores or things like that, because I'm thinking, well, it's so much easier when the kids aren't around. Right. In that hour, I can get a million things done, but she was right. Mm -hmm. And then I had to start the practice of it was a form of self-care. Making sure that I got with a friend, making sure that maybe I just went somewhere by myself that I enjoyed mm -hmm. for peace and quiet. Like thrift shopping. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, but any of those things. Yeah. You know, and I've talked about it before and that several years ago, actually it was 2020 when we were isolated, um, a, um, an emotional health program came, came to me and 
it just opened a whole world to me um, to be aware of myself as an individual. Separ now, I was already a, a empty nester, but I really struggled seeing myself by myself as an individual, separate from my children and, yeah. and separate from others. I'd never had any teaching on self-awareness. And what I love that I came out of this is what we're talking about, self-care being a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. And I know that's spelled with an H, but I think it should be spelled with a W. Yes. That it's holistic about every area of my life. And so you mentioned exercise and time yeah. and also just my own, own emotional development and awareness that that was a big role that just did not come into most of my adult life and certainly my, my parenting. Mm -hmm. Well, it's so hard to do guilt-free me time because mm -hmm. I think many of us have kind of been trained to feel kind of bad if we do something for ourselves or I'm being selfish, I'm taking away time from my kids, I should do this for them, you know, and that is so unhealthy. It would be like me saying, "I'm well, I'm not supposed to eat today, right. you know, because, um, you know, I have, other, I have to spend more time with my kids, so I don't have time for lunch. Right, or, yeah. yeah. And then everybody pays because then I'm grumpy. And the right. same thing happens with yeah. if you don't do self-care. Eventually, you're dying on the vine, as the saying goes. Mm -hmm. Right. And then that's what leads to the burnout. And, yes. And that's not benefiting anybody. I'll speak for myself. I was actually leading myself to the problem that I thought the self-care was going to <laughs> yes. offer my kids. Yes. And instead of just caring for myself and so that I could, you know, like if you were to um, have someone coming in to care for your children, you would want them to take good care of themselves before right. they yes. came. And you wouldn't want them to come stressed and burnout and exhaustion. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it makes sense when you put it on someone else, but I think it really comes down to value and worth yeah. for yourself yeah. and understanding your own value. Oh, that's so good. I think this is really it because that was the bottom line for me Right, is I did not value myself. Right. And I kind of lived a mirror life. I got my self-worth mm -hmm. from the mirror of what I got back mm -hmm. from my children or right. other people rather than cultivating the self-worth in me that's God-given as his child. Wow. Because I, I can relate and how much pressure that puts on oh, our absolutely. children. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I did the same in, you know, their outfits being coordinated and their schoolwork being good, all the things, all the the success you could see in my kids felt like a reflection of me. That's where I was getting so right. much validation. Uh, and and they weren't free to just be kids yeah. in I'm, a lot of ways. And mine's even worse than that because it wasn't the matching outfits. It was, well, particularly in my earlier widowed parenting years, and we were all hurting, okay, from the loss of Bill. Yeah. But over the years, my kids came back and said, Mom, we didn't want to tell you because we didn't want you to feel bad about yourself. Mm. Yeah. Like, and now as I got a little older, they were willing to tell me. <laughs> Maybe a little bit younger, and they're younger, some of their years, to say, Mom, when you say that, that hurts my feelings, mm -hmm. or that makes me feel yeah. bad about myself, or you're making me feel like I have to do it perfectly, or whatever it right. was. They didn't want to say that because they knew I would take it personally, because, oh, no, I, would, I got my self-worth too much out of what they thought. 
Right. And so they were caring for me, mm. but it, what it did But is, in an illegitimate way. It, right. Exactly. It wasn't a healthy right. environment healthy. where they could share their hurts and pains with right. me, particularly when it was because of me, where we could grow. So it was, ugh. Right. We're, when that's really our responsibility to be caring for ourselves yes. and, and receiving the love for ourselves and value for ourselves rather than our children needing to give that to us. Yeah. That's... And that it's not a luxury, mm-hmm. that it's a necessity. Yeah. Because in a practical way, again, I'm always the, always can tell you, here's how I failed, is um, I developed asthma with Jonathan, my last baby. And so I thought, oh, I'll just do a little bit. I don't have time to really take right. care of myself. Yeah. And so two of my daughters had serious asthma. And so I took care of them and I took care of everything. I did everything. And I ended up in the hospital. Because I didn't take care. I thought that self-care was a luxury. Right. And this is just a practical example. I ended up in the hospital. Yeah. Um, and she kind of said, I need you to get away from your family so you can heal. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. How does that <laughs> Tell happen? me how that's going to yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so three days in the hospital. Yeah. Um, healing because I thought it looked selfish. Mm-hmm. So what about, talk to that me. Let's talk about what the difference is between selfish me behavior mm-hmm. and good self-care. Well, I can have a lot of compassion on the you from then mm-hmm. and relate with her. And, and the compassion comes from knowing there's another extreme out there yeah. of, you know, we all have a person in our worlds that has no problem with right. self-care. <laughs> that they, <laughs> you know, true. they are fully embracing self-care and it, it it does linger yeah. on the side of selfish behavior and and all, you know all consumed right. with self and so that feels like a real turn off it doesn't sound like the kind of person i want to be and, yes. and so that side is it's me time yes nobody can bother my me time right girl okay. you deserve it you yeah. you take care of you and okay so let's talk to me back then mm-hmm. how would you help me and thus our listening audience how do they distinguish between selfish meism, selfie life, and actually healthy self-care? I think that's a really hard one because on the surface, they can both look the same. Mm-hmm. And it's a mm-hmm. matter of the heart. Yeah. You know, that's okay. where it all stems from. So tell me, like, what? Well, you know, I could go into a room and say, this is my time. Everyone leave me alone. I'm going to do my thing slam the door, and I'm in there all about me, mm-hmm. as opposed to I could say, I need to have some time to myself because I'm getting kind of cranky with everybody. I'm feeling like I need a little more depth, and I need a little some introspection, some things just that will help me kind of center myself a little bit better, help me grow a little bit. So I'm going to take the afternoon off, mm-hmm. and I'm going to just take care of what I feel is filling at this point to me. Right. So what you're saying is the difference between isolation and solitude. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, let's talk about that because that has changed my life to learn that solitude is really healthy. Isolation is not. Right. Well, I think I think the isolation and and like you're talking about, Ellen, the rejection of our of our families or the people Mm -hmm. needing us. There's a tone of angerness and bitterness right. there, wow. of an entitlement. Yeah. Like, I'm well, entitled to this. Right. I deserve it. 
yeah, which is true. true. But the the mentality, like you're saying, more solitude is more reflective, more feeling, fe- meeting a need that we right. have, more absorbent of being recharged and refueled, mm, so that we can go really back and good. give more of ourselves. That's good, particularly entitlement. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. really selfish. Yeah, that's really good, and it is so so tricky because like you said they can look so much the same you know you can be you can go to a movie and have lunch and get your nails done (laughs) and and it all look you know super self-serving and you just left these kids at home you know how how dare you but then at the same time it can be a a breath of you know recentering yourself and reminding yourself that you're a human being that does like to get her nails done and and that you do have value and that your thoughts on you know what movie to choose and you you have interests and hobbies yes things that Uh, that are apart from everyone else in your life right and I don't want Chick-fil-a for lunch I would yeah. like to have something a little, a little I'd actually than that. like to sit down and be waited yes, on. Yes. You know, listening to this, wherever anybody is in their spiritual walk, okay, I think everybody would agree Jesus was a kind, generous, non selfish person. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you look at his life, he gave and gave and yeah. gave. But there are times when there are all these people there clamoring and clamoring, yeah. and numerous times in the Bible, he said, no, it's time for me to walk away. Yeah. And he would go up in the hills and spend all night yeah. or days gone from serving everybody yeah. else. And even his closest friends even his closest were not invited. Mm-hmm. So that's clearly very healthy. Mm-hmm. It's the why, I think, that helps you know right. what you should do. And how you get there. Because so many times I get to getting some time away because now I'm angry. Oh, no, I'm no. exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm angry. I've had it. And my husband will say, why don't you go get the day to yourself? <laughs> the kids are quietly clapping in the background. Right. You know, I still was good and refreshing, yeah. but it was all the wrong way of going about it. Because in the end, it kind of makes everybody feel a little rejected. Absolutely. Right. Like, oh, we're driving mom crazy. What's wrong and, with us yeah. that we're such a burden to yeah. bear? Yeah. You know, rather than understanding, I don't know, it's just me. I mean, I would usually tell them, it's me, guys. I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. Well, and I think that, too, that's where it's important. And I don't think I did this very well with my girls, but to teach them, they need to take care of themselves as well. They need to, you know, sometimes, you know, one, one thing I remember my girls sharing a room, sometimes they just Mm -hmm. needed a quiet space, some more than others. And that was sometimes hard to find in our house. And I think that's really important because it gives them a sense of refreshment. Right. And it helps them to Empathize with you when when parents need some quiet right. time yeah. too, and there's well, know, they that's, usually that's just knew. a physical or a, a personal need <laughs> yes. that everyone has. It's yes. not that you're a burden to me, it's right? Just that I'm a human, uh, and that that's that was yes. a routine that we built in. So it wasn't like I can't do it anymore. I have to run away. It's like, hey, we all need refreshing time, preventive, yes, healthy. And see, I'm listening to this, thinking, uh, because it's self perpetuating. Yeah. Okay. This unhealthy way that we did it Mm -hmm. in our family, then, you know, I would watch, like, it might be, I need time without my sister. Well, you love your sister. We're supposed to self-sacrifice and give. And as I begin to get healthier, realizing a lot of this is it's Mm -hmm. guilt-driven. When I'm locked into this thinking self-care was selfish, it was a lot of guilt. And so not only did I heap it on myself to my detriment, but that's the culture 
in the family that you had to feel guilty right. if you right. ever did something that was actually self-care, not mm-hmm. selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other person can't receive it with freedom and love either because, yeah. you know, they're dragging their feet, giving it to you. Right. And it flowed over into our marriage because then you started yeah. the same guilt. Oh, we can't go out on a date because we're away from the kids. Or That's money, that babysitter's money we right. could spend on the children mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It, that un, I think it's, that's why I started with holistic, that when I'm unhealthy, it spreads everywhere like yeah. a disease. But yeah. holistically, when we're getting healthy as a person, then it spread to my marriage. And then because... We finally just said, we have got to get away and work on our marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an investment. It, right. And we go. all really understand good. what an investment means. That's very good. When I have downtime or me time, that's an investment in me. When I very when good. I go out with my husband and we take time to ourselves, it's an investment in each other on our marriage. Mm-hmm. So everything we're doing, whether we want to or not, if you don't do it, you're still investing. Very but you're good. investing the wrong stuff. And then sometimes... We were out, and then we finally had to make a rule. We're not going to talk about the children. Yes, we always had that rule, yeah. And then suddenly go, whoops, we're talking about the children again. Let's stop. We're going to talk about other things to develop us, to invest in us rather than them. That's so good. Yeah, I... I mean, in the last year, getting ready to launch my last kid, I'm I'm learning all of my bad habits that I've had over the years, <laughs> and and these all are you know some of them because yeah. I I did have that mentality of guilt driven mothering and yeah um so yeah I I think there's this extreme both ways and finding that middle ground of of healthy mindset in consuming some time for yourself is is where it's at. And this is great. And ladies, we have consumed all of our time <laughs> already. <laughs> so let's keep the mics going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's yeah. let's continue on this subject and talk a little more because I think there's a lot more to expand on this. Right. Okay? We just touched the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So parents, hang in there. Keep loving. Keep persevering because it's worth it. Before we say goodbye, let's take a moment to reaffirm the vital role of self-care in parenting. Remember, caring for ourselves isn't a luxury, it's a necessity for both effective parenting and personal well-being. Let's embrace self-care as an investment in ourselves and in our loved ones, ensuring we're equipped to support our families over the long haul. As we reflect on today's discussion, let me ask you, Where is your specific struggle in self-care? I'd love to hear about your thoughts. Reach out to us through our website, DM us, or text us at contact at theparentingpodcast.com. Join us next time as we continue this exploration investigating practical tips and strategies for maintaining balance and self-care in our lives. And don't forget, TPP is always here. You are never alone on this parenting journey. Mm